A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and proceed him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened, and, he be- and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A 20th century poet wrote these words. See if you recognize them. Crazy, but that's how it goes. Millions of people living as foes. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. Mental wounds not healing, life's a bitter shame, I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. Raise your hand if you know where those words come from. All right, a few of you. Okay, so we're going to give, if you, don't, if you don't recognize them right away, maybe this will help. We'll give you a little hint. Chris, can you help us out a little bit, you and the guys? Oh, he's really decked out. This is good. That's all. All right. <laughs> I thought they might get a little carried away. Sunday, 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 Chris Chapman and the band. So if you don't know who that is, that's Ozzy Osbourne uh, and his song Crazy Train. And uh, if you're thinking, Ozzy Osbourne? I got to tell you, I never, ever in my mind imagined that I would quote Ozzy Osbourne in one of my homilies. But I got to thinking about it. If you know the story from the Old Testament of a donkey who talks, not the Shrek donkey, a donkey who talks and his owner, who was a prophet for hire, a rather sinister character named Balaam. And I thought, you know, if God can speak through them, he could speak to us through Ozzy Osbourne. And I think as we listen to those words, as I thought about those lyrics, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm feeling these days. I mean, I don't know about you, doesn't it feel like the last, especially the last several months, that we're all riding on a crazy train and the whole thing's just going off the rails, right? And yet those words, what he sang about that if we could only learn how to love and forget how to hate. I mean, (laughs) yes, yes. So in our first and our last reading today, I think what we get are sort of another picture, other pictures of this crazy train. In the first reading, you've got Elijah the great prophet. Now, he's coming off of a great victory versus the prophets of Baal. If you remember the story, uh, the prophets of Baal build their altar to Baal, 
And the, and the deal was this. You had to call out to your God to bring down fire. So they call out to Baal, and of course, they get nothing. Elijah builds his altar to God, and he starts his prayer, Lord, and it's like, whoosh, fire everywhere, right? And proving that he's the true God. But then things changed. Wicked Queen Jezebel now wants to kill Elijah, and he's on the run. And that's where we find him today. He's hiding in a cave, and he's feeling defeated and alone. Anybody felt lately like they're defeated and alone? And then you have the gospel reading. The disciples are also coming off another really great moment, which we heard about last week in the feeding of the 5,000. But now Jesus has gone up on the mountainside, and he's praying, and he's off by himself, and there they are in this boat in the middle of the lake, miles off the shore. Uh, it's probably about 3 a.m., and they've got to be scared and frightened because we're told that the wind is against them, the waves are battering them and rocking the boat, and they're rowing and they're rowing for hours, trying to move forward and getting nowhere. Anybody felt like that lately, like we're trying to move forward and getting nowhere? But see, the beauty of both of these stories is this, that it is in the midst of that, when you're hiding in the cave, feeling defeated and alone, when you're rowing and you're rowing and it seems like everything is against you and, and you're getting nowhere, it is precisely while we're riding the crazy train that we find our faith. Now, how is that? Because what both of these stories teach us is that in the middle of the chaos, this is when God comes to us. There was a mighty wind that's crushing rocks. There was an earthquake and a fire. But it's only then that God came and spoke to Elijah in that still whisper, that quiet whisper, a, a thin silence. They were rowing and rowing and getting nowhere against the wind and the waves. And it's then that Jesus walks on the water and he comes to him. See, this is the thing. This is the craziest part of the whole thing, that our God boards the crazy train with us. And then that's how we end up finding our faith. Reflect with me for a few moments on the last several months and what you've experienced, that in the midst of these crazy and scary and unknown times, maybe you have found that at the same time, oddly enough, your faith and your relationship with Jesus has grown even stronger. Or maybe that it's been a while and you find yourself sort of reconnecting all of a sudden. Or maybe for some of us, all of this causes us to go looking and searching and we found something for the very first time that we didn't have before. Now, how did all of that happen? Because, oh, you know, we just dug deeper, right? We found something deep down inside of us that we just didn't know we had before. Really? More likely, we've been filled with exhaustion and anxiety and frustration. No, it happens because Jesus comes to us and he calls out and he says, don't be afraid. Take heart. It is I. It is I. So how do we react to that? What's our response? Well, if we look at Elijah... And if you noticed, God told him to come out on the mountain for the fireworks, for the wind and the earthquake and the fire. But what did he do? 
<laughs> he hunkered down in the cave and he hid because he was sulking. I'm all alone. And then you got the disciples, right? Jesus walks on water to them. What do they do? They hunker down in their boat and they play it safe, which of course it wasn't really that safe because the storm is still raging all around them. But of course that just goes to show you that it is much easier and more probably more likely to take the crazy that we know versus risk the unknown. Risk. There's our response to risk. That's what Peter does. He's the only one in both of the, either one of these stories. Peter takes the risk, and he's the one who steps out. Maybe you've heard the old saying, you know, if you want to walk on water, you've got to get out of the boat. And that's what Peter does. And for a few moments, he does what is humanly impossible. He walks on water towards Jesus. Now, of course, he sinks, right? We know that. But first he walked, and he walked because he was with Jesus, and he sank when he was distracted by the wind and the waves. And friends, we sink when we let the crazy train get to us. But we find our faith when we recognize that while we're riding this crazy train, no, 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 our God, Jesus, he is right here with us. And because of that, we can step out in faith and take risks and then do what may seem otherwise impossible. Now, by risk, I want to be careful because I don't mean we should all of a sudden become reckless or careless, right? I mean, God also gave us big brains, and so we should use them, right? But on the other hand, and I don't know what this might mean for you, I can only reflect on it for myself, that if we find ourselves hiding in a cave, hunkered down in the boat, playing it safe, then what we all need to hear is once again Jesus calling to us, take heart. It is I. Don't be afraid. Come. 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 Come here. Be with me. Stay close to me. Let's walk on water. Let's move forward. Because when you really think about it, after all, who's taking the risk? It's actually Jesus, isn't it? It's a huge risk for him to get on the crazy train with a bunch of folks like us. I mean, Jesus knows us. He knows us all too well. He knows that we're going to get distracted and we're going to wobble and we're going to doubt and we're going to sink and we're going to fail and we're going to take our eyes off of him. Don't you think he knew that Peter was going to sink? But what he didn't do is say, no, 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 you, you stay right there. You stay in the boat because you're going to fail. He takes the risk on Peter. Let's just come. Let's walk on water. Let's do it. Why? Because, see, Jesus, Jesus knows that we really find our faith often in moments of great failure when we sink. Because it's in those moments that we have nothing else to do but to cry out, Lord, save me. And he does. He's right there. He was right there for Peter, reaching out his hand, pulling him back on top of that water. It's in those moments of even our epic failures, that's when we learn how to really trust him. It's when we learn that, you know what, it's not about my strength, it's about his strength and about his patience and about his faithfulness and about his mercy. It's in those moments we learn that truly he is the son of God and he's got this. That's how we find our faith.
because we find Jesus on the crazy train. Let me give you just a few moments to reflect on this and ask yourself in your own life, where might Jesus be calling you to take some risk? To step forward in faith in a way that you've been reluctant to do and then ask him to give you the courage because he is with you.